Hello, honey, and welcome to the Healthy Emmy Podcast. I am your go-to nutritionist for plant-based weight loss and the creator of the eight-week Slim on Starch program. If you want to learn how to lose weight and keep it off on a plant-based diet, you've come to the right place. And the best part, it does not involve counting calories or restricting portions. This is the podcast version of my YouTube videos, so if you'd like to see the woman behind this voice, Proceed at your own caution and go to the show notes where you'll be directed to the Healthy Emmy YouTube channel. Otherwise, enjoy your commute, walk, workout, or whatever the heck it is that you're doing with just my voice on this podcast. Let's do some busting. Good one. You can't get enough protein on a plant-based diet. This is true. No. All right. So let's talk about protein. Think back to the time in your life where you needed the most protein. Well, obviously when we're a baby and we're doubling in size in that first six months of our life, we double in size as an infant. So of course that's when you're going to need a ton of protein. Well, did you know that human breast milk is no more than 6% protein? And that's the only thing that you're consuming when you're doubling in size. So when you're doubling in size, only 6% of your calories are coming from protein. And the World Health Organization says that no more than 5% of our daily calories must come from protein. And that was doubled from 2.5% just to be safe. And guess what? All whole foods have at least 5% protein. So you need not worry about getting specific sources of protein when you're on a plant-based diet. So long as you are eating enough calories, you are getting enough protein. I'll say that again. So long as you are eating enough calories, you are getting enough protein. And you just need to make sure that those calories are coming from whole plant foods. Because of course, White processed table sugar, that's not gonna have any protein in it, so you can't just eat 2,000 calories of white processed sugar, but if you're eating 2,000 calories or whatever it is, however many calories your body needs of whole plant foods, then you're getting enough protein. Food combining, that's a good one. Okay, so let me talk about food combining. So the deal with food combining is the guy who, okay, so the the thought behind food combining is that certain types of foods should be eaten together and certain foods should be eaten alone in order to improve your digestion. And the doctor who created food combining actually said himself, listen, there's no real science behind this. It's really just the fact that those who are practicing food combining are eating a lot more simply and a lot more healthfully than they were before and the more simple eating is what's causing their digestion to be improved. So when it comes to food combining, what it usually is that causes the great digestion and the the great health benefits that come from it is the fact that foods are being eaten more simply. There aren't so many different foods being eaten in one meal. You know, your meal is only made up of a couple of ingredients. And also I think that there's sort of a placebo effect with it where, you know, you think, oh, I'm following food combining. So my digestion is going to be improved. And because of that peace of mind, you get the peace of digestion too, because digestion and the mind are directly linked. What goes on up here directly influences what goes on down here. If this is all, ah, then this is going to be, ah, but when this is like, honey, then your tummy's like, ooh, honey. So that explains it. Carbs make you fat. Clearly they do. Look at me. I'm huge. The process of turning carbs into fat is known as de novo lipogenesis. This process is awesome in animals like pigs 
and horses. They're really good at turning carbs into fat, but humans, we are extremely inefficient at this process. Humans are not good at turning carbohydrates into fat. And the reason for this is that glucose is the body's preferred fuel source. Glucose is what our body runs off of. It's the gas that our body uses and glucose comes from carbohydrates. So when we eat carbohydrates, our body burns it off as fuel. It doesn't want to store it as fat. Our body wants to store dietary fat excess that comes from excess, of course. Fat gain only comes from excess calories, but our body chooses to store the fat as fat because it's the conversion rate, how many calories it costs to turn that fat into fat. It only costs 3% of fat calories, whereas for carb calories, it costs 30% of calories, and that's a lot. Your body will look at the carbs and say, 30% of calories to store that as fat? No way, that's way too much, that's too taxing. You know, it runs the cross-benefit analysis and it sees, oh, fat is only 3%. I'm gonna choose to turn that dietary fat into body fat. So carbs are not readily turned into fat. Microwaving veggies destroys their nutritional benefits. Something that I always say is that the reason why people, 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 it's not easy being pretty. Okay. The reason why people are sick, obese, overweight is not because they're microwaving their broccoli. Come on, people. The reason why people are sick, overweight, obese is because they're eating freaking cheeseburgers. We're not becoming obese and overweight from microwaving our broccoli. In fact, microwaving is actually one of the best ways to preserve nutrients when it comes to um, cooking your food. And I would rather die than eat raw broccoli. Thanks for listening, honey. Come say hi at Healthy Emmy on Instagram and join our private Facebook group, The Healthy Honeys, where you can get started losing weight on a plant-based lifestyle. I'll see you in there and everything is linked in the show notes. Mwah!